Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for August 16th, 2023. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over Zach Martin's contract. We're going to be going over Ezekiel Elliott signing with the New England Patriots. And we're going to be talking about Skip Bayless's stupid comments about Dak Prescott. Before we get into the episode, if you guys haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button if you have been liking these podcasts and make sure to subscribe as well. Those things would be greatly appreciated. If you guys are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. You guys are awesome. Uh, It's funny, right? The Zach and Ezekiel Elliott news happened on Monday. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't talk about this stuff until Wednesday when the news is already all talked about and everybody has already got their opinions out about it. But we're going to get our opinion out about both of these moves. So without further ado, let's get into it. So Zach Martin got paid. He has a reworked contract now. It's going to be $18 million per year for the next two seasons, fully guaranteed. Shout out to Zach Martin. He has definitely deserved this contract, and I'm happy that the Jones family was able to find common ground with Zach Martin because let's be honest, the backup depth for the Cowboys wasn't very uh, enticing, to say the least. It, it wasn't It wasn't very impressive, I think is the better word uh, to say here. So Zach Martin, he's going to be playing playing for the Cowboys this upcoming season. He's not going to be holding out of any regular season's season games. He was at training camp today. This is a welcome sight. Awesome news for the Cowboys. Awesome news for Zach Martin. And, you know, when they talk about uh, – his money affecting Micah Parsons' money, well, that won't even be the case because Micah Parsons, yes, he will get extended next offseason, but that money isn't going to hit the cap until 2024, 2025. So that's something to take into consideration. Zach Martin, I mean, look, the Cowboys, uh, here's the thing. I think that this actually speaks to a bigger problem on this Cowboys roster right now. They need to get some offensive line depth These guys aren't ready. They're not. I'm sorry. I like TJ Bass. I don't think he's ready for to to be a backup for Zach Martin. I don't think, you know, if if TJ Bass is our starting guard on, you know, week one of the season, how do I feel about it? I don't feel good. That's how I look at depth on my football team. If this guy was a starter week one, how am I feeling? I'm not feeling good. How how would I feel if Awesome Richards is our starting left tackle if Tyron Smith goes out. I don't necessarily feel good about that. I just don't. Like, the Cowboys need to go out and address this position because I was not impressed with what I saw the other day from the Cowboys with their uh, depth on the offensive line. There were some bright spots, no doubt about it. TJ Bass, I talked about him. You know, impressive first start. You know, do I feel comfortable about him starting? No, I don't. Awesome Richards did some good things. Do I feel comfortable about him starting? No, I absolutely do not. Okay, 
So the Cowboys need to go out there and they need to sign some offensive linemen. Yes, I understand that these guys aren't going to be studs. I get it. I understand it. However, I feel like that they, that they would be better. I, I would feel more comfortable about some of the guys on the open market starting on week one than I would some of these backup depth guys. I just would. And you want to know what this also speaks to a bigger problem with the Cowboys is, you know, this is the second time when uh, star players held out that they don't have a contingency, that they don't have somebody to hold over their head and say, oh, really, you're going to hold out? Well, you want to know what? We have this guy. We're going to roll with this guy uh, until you decide to you know, stop holding out and, and, and we get something done. Cowboys had, they didn't have as much leverage as they thought they did in this particular situation, which is why they ended up paying him. Uh, I think $8.5 million more over the next two years than he would have originally have gotten. Cowboys didn't have as much leverage as they thought they did. Because to be honest with you, I don't think that this team wins a Super Bowl without Zach Martin. I just, I, I, I don't see that happening. I don't see them winning a ton of games without Zach Martin because that offensive line it, it would not have been great without Zach Martin. And this is why the Cowboys need to go out and get another guy. Because, yes, okay, if they lost Zach Martin, I don't necessarily think they would win a Super Bowl. But if they're able to go out on the open market and get a guy like Dalton Reisner, who is a he, he's a serviceable starter, I think that the Cowboys would still enter back into that picture due to the fact that, okay, you're replacing Zach Martin with a guy who is a legitimate starter. Is he great? No, no, he's not great. You know, but that's your backup depth guy. Like that's your backup offensive guard. Now I feel a lot better. But if you're telling me, okay, we don't have Zach Martin. Now we have TJ Bass as our starting guard. Look, I like the potential, but I don't feel good about my, my chances at all. Like, I just don't because you're replacing Zach Martin with a guy who doesn't know the NFL game. Like, he just doesn't, which is why, again, they need to sign they need to sign multiple offensive linemen, which is why I, I, I will continue to give the Eagles credit on this. When they have a problem, they go and address it. They don't mess around. They had a problem at linebacker. They didn't, they weren't really feeling N'Kobe Dean and, and the other linebackers that they had over there. So they went out and they signed two linebackers. Salute to them. Salute to Howie Roseman. He's a, he's aggressively addressing a problem. The Cowboys saw what that offensive line looked like. Here's the thing. I always factored in Zach Martin with the uh, in the plans with the Cowboys this upcoming season. Even when he was holding out, this 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 problem isn't over yet. Like this offensive line depth problem isn't over just because you signed your starter. You need to go make a move. Because I and I was saying this during during draft time when they when they re-signed Tyron Smith, I was like, okay, I don't think you necessarily need to draft an offensive lineman in the first round because he was going to be your starting left tackle. I just saw it that way. I knew he was going to be the starting left tackle on this team. They were going to move Tyler to guard, and that's how they were going to do it. So at that point, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the starting offensive line. And I'm saying, this is what it's going to be. They don't need to draft somebody in the first round, but they need to address this position. And 
I mean, it, it, it is hard. I, I would probably say the second round. I the, the only problem is, who are you going to draft in the second round? It's not Osiris Torrance. It's not Osiris Torrance. He was not going to fit what this team was wanted to do. That guy, he, he, to me, is a guy who's going to thrive in a power running scheme, not a zone running scheme. So, um, And that's what the Cowboys want to do this upcoming season, more zone stuff. So... <sighs> Yeah, I mean it's 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 unfortunate, but again, this is the second time over the past few years where a star player has held out, and the Cowboys had no no or they had leverage, but they didn't have as much as they thought they did because they had nobody to replace this guy. And and ultimately, uh, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, the Cowboys organization wants to win a Super Bowl. They want to win a Super Bowl, and the likelihood of them winning a Super Bowl drastically improves with Zach Martin on this offensive line compared to T.J. Bass starting on this offensive line. So overall, I think that the offensive the starting offensive line is a really good unit. It, it, it is. That's a really good unit they have on that starting offensive line. And and I, I think there are a lot of people that are afraid to call that a good unit because we know what's behind them. But this the starting five, Tyron, Tyler, Tyler Biotic, Martin, Steele, oh my God, that's the top five, top 10 unit in the league. With if when you're looking at the starters, but then you when you look at the backups, they might be a bottom five unit in the league. You know, they, they might be. They, I mean, they might have some of the worst depth on the offensive line in the entire league. And you're you're just an injury away from having one of these guys have to step on the field. And none of these guys are ready. They've shown flashes, but none of these guys are ready. Awesome Richards, love the kid. My interact brother, uh, uh. I, I talked about this on the podcast before. We, you know, he went to school pretty close to where I live. So I have a rooting interest for Awesome Richards. So, you know, but I, I got to be honest here. He's not ready to start on this team. And he's an injury away from starting, I think. You know, Matt Wiletsko didn't impress me. So overall, I mean, they got to aggressively address this this issue. Like, like. The Eagles have, and I, I hate saying that word, and I really struggle saying that because I hate giving that team credit because I hate everything about that team. I, I really do. I can't stand that team, but I have to give credit where it's due. They aggressively address problems. We need to start aggressively addressing this problem because it is a, it's the, I, it's the biggest hindrance to me on this this roster. I look at this team. People say Dak's the biggest problem on this roster. Uh, even if that's the case. The biggest problem on your roster being a top 10 quarterback, that means you have a really damn good roster. But to me, the biggest hindrance and why I'm I'm, I'm skeptical to say this could be their year, I, I think they have a very, I think they have a, compared to other years, they have a very good chance to win the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, obviously the, the chances are still low when you compare that to all the other teams in the league. But I think that this is, this is the best chance that they have to win a Super Bowl over the past... 10 years. I really do. That's how good this roster is. But again, I really like my biggest setback is the depth on this offensive line because it's such an important position. And I don't feel like the Cowboys are necessarily strong in that area of the team. So ESPN, FS1, and NFL Network are in shambles right now because all the big Cowboys stories are out of the way. 
after Ezekiel Elliott signed with the Patriots, now that puts to rest all these players and coaches that they've been discussing over the past few years here going to Dallas did not end up happening. At first, they said, Sean Payton's going to go to Dallas. That didn't happen. They then said, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to go to Dallas. That didn't happen. They then said, Ezekiel Elliott is going to go back to Dallas after they cut him. That didn't happen. Okay, so with all that in the books, we can actually talk about real football. I know. Crazy. It's that's just crazy to me. But you know, uh, that's what it's going to be now. So thank God. Thank God. Thank God. All those stories are out of the way. But on a serious note, though, shout out to Ezekiel Elliott. Look, I'm a big fan of Ezekiel Elliott. Big fan of the guy. Big fan of the player. Still think that he has something to give to this league. Absolutely no doubt about it. I think he had a thousand yards last year. So uh I think that he can at least be an effective back in this league. Is obviously he's not what he once was. I don't think we need to regurgitate that. Uh, I think plenty of people have said that, and I, I'm actually pissed off that I said it because it should just be known at this point. But you know, I, I am really happy for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, to me, when it came to bringing him back to this team, I wasn't against it. I just wasn't, you know, because my thing is he does serve a role. You know what you're getting out of Ezekiel Elliott. The problem, here's the problem that Ezekiel Elliott had over the past season, a few seasons. The Cowboys tried to make him something that he is not. What he is right now is a guy that you use on the opposite sides uh, or on the uh, uh, 20 and under. You know, like in those red zone situations, that's where you use Ezekiel Elliott. You don't use him when you're on your own 47-yard line uh, and you're going to run him out of shotgun and and do what you try to do with a guy like Tony Powered. He's just, he's not that. Like, that's not the player that he is. But if you understand the player that he is and, and, and accept that he's not what he once was and that, you know, the type of role that he's going to provide to your team is one that isn't necessarily glamorous, then... I think that honestly, uh, uh, you'd be very happy with what you got from Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, this guy had 12 touchdowns last year. That's that's incredible. That's fantastic. I don't care if they came from the one yard line or two yard line. That's his role on the team: hand on the ball off at the the two yard line and go get us a touchdown. That's his role on on the team. And I think if the the Patriots have that expectation of Ezekiel Elliott, of this is what he is. Let's understand that. Let's work around it. Then I think they're going to be very happy with the product that they get from Ezekiel Elliott. This guy could still play in the league. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's things that this guy brings to a team that, um, you know, they're they're valuable. Now, are they worth $15 million? No, no. And that was always my, my thing with Ezekiel Elliott. Look, I don't have any problem with bringing him back, but it has to be for the right price. And honestly, $6 million, uh, not with it. Not with it. I, you know, I, I think that's a bit of an overpay. I, I really do. You know, again, he serves a role on a team, but I don't. I, I I don't think that he's worth six million dollars. Maybe for another team with, uh, uh, you know, where they don't have all these stars on this team, and you know, having Zach Martin who just restructured or reworked his contract. I think yes, at that point, six million dollars fine. But the Cowboys have a lot of big contracts on their books, so you know, to me, it's it wasn't wasn't going to be the best idea for the Cowboys to sign Ezekiel Elliott to uh, a six million dollar contract. That is that is a bit higher than I expected for him. I expected him to be in that three to four million range. But look, I'm happy for Zeke. You know that it, it doesn't affect my team's salary cap. And uh, when you see the number that he signed for, $6 million, he was never going to re-sign with the Cowboys. I mean, this is a team that 
has trouble paying more important positions that are free agents, that type of money. So, you know, a, a running back where they already have plenty of options at running back in, in-house, yeah, it was never going to happen. But overall, happy for Zeke. Shout out to you, man. And uh, go kill it in New England every single game outside of the one on October 1st. So shout out to Zeke. Uh, and I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding there. If, if you know, I, I'd love to see Zeke uh, uh, have a nice performance against the Cowboys. But I don't want it to be good enough for the Patriots to win. I just want it to be good enough, you know, for Zeke because I'm I'm such a big fan of the guys. So shout out to you, man, and uh, uh, honestly, good luck. So Skip Bayless had some things to say about Dak Prescott not being a good leader and that he's threatened by Micah Parsons' presence on this football team. Uh, I know it's just not a very smart thing for Skip to say. So we'll go over the clip right here and then we'll react to it. My biggest takeaway here was the chasm between Micah Parsons at 9 and Dak Prescott at 5'6", 56th. Shut up, That's 47 places down is Dak Prescott. Stupid. It's quite a pun. He's stupid. Which brings me to my biggest issue with Dak. He obviously throws too many interceptions, but in the end, I'm talking about his intangibles. I don't think he's a natural-born leader of a football team because I don't think he's confident enough in his own ability in big play playmaking. Stay off the weed! He's just too insecure to be the leader of America's team, and I think the locker room knows that in the end. Stay off the weed! I know for a fact, Dak was threatened by Micah's rise to to stardom. Because a year ago, Micah was on the rise. It was starting to feel like it was Micah's team more than Dak's team. It's just a ridiculous take. That's just a ridiculous take that Dak Prescott is threatened by Micah Parsons' presence. I'm pretty sure that Dak Prescott is very happy that Micah Parsons is a Dallas Cowboy. I'm telling you this right now. If Micah Parsons can be the face of this team and take up all those slots on the A block where they used to, or you know where they kill Dak Prescott on ESPN and FS1 if if they want to put all that attention on Micah Parsons if they if they want him to be the face of that team I'm sure Dak Prescott would be like sure take it you think Dak Prescott likes all these ESPN FS1 talking heads talking about this guy constantly I mean there are people that make a living talking about Dak Prescott do you think that he likes that? I'm, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't necessarily pay that much attention to it. Uh, you know, so in the grand scheme of things, maybe he doesn't really care. But do you think he likes the fact that people are saying this? I can tell you this. I don't think he likes that. Like, I don't think he's like, yes, you know, LaShawn McCoy called me ass ass. I love that. No, I'm sure he doesn't like that. So if, if, FS1 and ESPN wants to start talking about Micah Parsons more than Dak Prescott. I'm telling you, he would be completely fine about that. And maybe Skip would be cooking if, let's just say, for example, you know, a 
a Dorian Thompson Robinson situation for Mike Cleveland was happening in Dallas where, you know, there's a young quarterback who's really making a name for himself in preseason that could threaten Dak Prescott's job. That's not the case. As a matter of fact, Micah Parsons plays on a completely different side of the football. So why would he be threatened by his presence? He should be happy that a player like that is on this team. Micah Parsons is a top 10 player in football. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think top five. I think there could be a case to be made that he's top three in the league. Definitely a top two player on the defensive side of the ball. Wherever you have him and and Nick Bosa, I think Micah Parsons is an all-around better player. I think Nick Bosa is probably a better pass rusher, but I mean, that is what it is. But ultimately, you know, if I'm Doc, again, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling if they want to make... Uh, Micah Parsons is the face of that team. And look, you hear all the time these guys uh, talk about Doc with such admiration, whether it's top of the roster guys, whether it's bottom of the roster guys. They understand what Doc Prescott is capable of. They respect Doc Prescott as their leader. He has this locker room. Nobody is questioning him as a leader. But this is, you want to know what? We talked about it with Ezekiel Elliott. I think this is the new story that they're getting at. I think this is a, you already see the inklings of the national media. Uh, they're 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 putting this story. Is Doc Prescott the guy in Dallas? Is he the leader? In da- Do they respect him as a leader? Do they respect him as a leader? That's the national media headline that's going to be going around for the next few years here until Doc wins a, a Super Bowl. You know, and then maybe that goes away. But that's that that's the story they're getting at this year. You know, they're gonna be oh, do do they do they respect him as well? Yes. Shut up. You're stupid. You're fucking idiotic. Okay? Stop talking. Seriously. I I I had to go on a little bit of a rant there. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have uttered those profanities. Regardless, it, it's just ah, oh, it's it's like watching a political news show. It's like watching a political show. It's like you guys are clearly biased for or against a certain topic, and you're going to put out a bunch of BS. You're gonna you're gonna state things that only help your argument. And here's the thing with Dak Prescott with me. You know, people think that I'm I'm a Dak Homer. I'm I'm not. I think Dak's a really good quarterback. I think he's somewhere within that top five to top ten range. Whether you have him at five, whether you have him at 10, I don't think you go past 10. My thing with Dak Prescott has always been, he's a really good quarterback. Stop saying he's mid. Stop saying he's slightly above average. You're stupid. You're wrong. It's a fact. You're wrong. You're wrong. Dak Prescott is easily a a top, a, a way above a top half quarterback in this league. There's no doubt about it. Well, Dak hasn't won in the playoffs. Neither has Lamar Jackson. You think he's top five, Lobra. Relax. Seriously, relax. Um, you know, so so that's my thing with the and and my thing is, I, I you want to know what I'll, I'll put forward criticism of Doc right now. My thing with Doc is he hasn't finished yet, and and not only that, I don't think that Doc plays within himself at times. I, I think he tries to play like somebody that he's not. I you know sometimes self awareness to me is a problem with Doc Prescott. You know, like. Yes, I have criticisms of Dak Prescott. He needs to finish in the playoffs, no doubt about it. I, I think he could have played better against San Francisco. And if he played better against San Francisco, they probably win that game, right? People have put forward ample criticism 
of Dak Prescott. So I, I'm not going to sit here and regurgitate what they've been saying. If you want to go find Dak Prescott criticism, just turn on FS1. Turn on ESPN. You got it right there. I don't need to sit here and 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 go over all the criticisms I have of Dak Prescott, which I don't I don't have that many criticisms of Dak Prescott. It's just just finish. That's all I need you to do. Just finish when the games matter the most. And and to me, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's much for Dak Prescott to do. You know, I, I am not a Dak Prescott homer. I am a fan of his game. I think he's a really good quarterback. And yes, I defend him against people who try to say that he's not a a good. I'm not even saying really good. I'm saying there are people that don't think he's a good quarterback. There, you know, what I love is I'll ask people, do you think Dak Prescott's uh, more talented than Brock Purdy? And they'll say yes. But then they'll agree with Joy Taylor when they say that he's not talented enough to lead the Cowboys to an NFC championship game. So I, I, I can't help you. I can't help you out. You know, so it's it's just, it's ridiculous. Uh, I'm happy to have Dak as my quarterback. I think that he's the guy that can get the job done. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sitting here comparing him to all-time great quarterbacks. I'm saying that when you compare him to his peers, he's no doubt within the top 10 of those other quarterbacks in the league. So yeah, Skip Bayless with another shitty take. I'm not surprised in the least. But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. I appreciate you for listening to the episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe as well. I greatly appreciate that. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this app, please make sure to leave a review and follow the show. Uh, and yeah, five stars would be greatly appreciated. It is Wednesday. We are getting through the week, guys. We're getting through it. So Friday will be here before we know it. Uh, football will be here before we know it. It is the best time of year, no doubt about it. And you guys have a blessed day. Day, a blessed night whenever you guys are listening to this and i will see you guys in the next episode thank you for listening to the cowboys beat audio podcast please make sure to follow the show and leave a review we'll, we'll see, see you, you next, next time, time on, on the, the cowboys, cowboys beat, beat audio, audio podcast, podcast.